Welcome to the 6AM Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6AM Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6AMRun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the 6AM Run Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mark Paisan. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. As always, we have a really good show for you today. But before our guest gets started, who is Asha T? That is A-A-S-H-A and then T. I think you guys know as well, T. As always, this show is brought to you by 6AM Run and 6AMRun.com. Head over to that website to sign up to get 20% off of your first order. So such a great name. I like saying it over and over again. Asha, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you go and just introduce yourself for our audience? Thank you so much, Mark. I'm so thrilled to be here. I appreciate you having me and hello and good morning to everybody that's actually awake and listening to podcasts at six in the morning. (laughs) Very impressive. Um, Yes, my name is Asha and I am an emotional and energetic intelligence um, facilitator and I work in alignment. Um, My work is really unique. I'm like the leather boots wearing Prince channeling energy healer. So I'm not like your everyday run-of-the-mill spiritual lady, and I'm all about the business. And I work primarily in detachment for the masculine and the feminine to create more money and more love in their relationships and in their lives, their kingdoms and queendoms. And I'm sure we need more and more of that today, um, especially in the world we live in where it is, it's, it's kind of hard to find... Well, I'll speak. I don't want to speak for everybody else. I'll speak for myself and, and some of the people I've worked with in the past. It's kind of hard sometimes to find the path that you want to be on and even know that path. But a lot of the work, yeah, a lot of the work you do, as you said, is with you know emotional intelligence, um, intelligence facilitator, things like that. And you know, for people who and, and I, I want to ask you this question because anybody who works in a business, like they've heard that. EQ and emotional intelligence thrown around like it it's synonymous with just somebody's mental state or someone's mental state in that day, how they feel. But what truly is emotional intelligence so people can understand a little better so they can actually get through their day understanding what that is? Yeah, I love I love what you just shared there. Even in the fact that you had mentioned people having a difficult time coming into alignment. You know, and usually, Mark, what we see is when you're coming into alignment, that involves detriment or rupture. So sometimes we have to be shown those lessons like myself through, you know, trauma bonding and going through bigger life events like divorce. And that's why I've dedicated my life to this, because I realized that it can actually be be skipped over. You, you As you raise your consciousness, you can 
skip the detriment. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you stay somewhere where you're feeling like it's out of alignment for yourself. And it means we can do better for the now and for the future. So emotional intelligence and the way that I facilitate it um, is through real basic understanding. We're two things. We're always two things. We are love and we are truth. That's it. Self-love and how true we are to ourselves. And what I find over and over again is maybe with high achievers is like they're really kicking ass in their mission or their work. And then at home, they haven't had intimacy in a really long time or the family gets in the way or excuses and all these things. And the health falls to the wayside and our, our true self only comes out when we've had a few drinks or whatever the story is. And with the work that I do with emotional intelligence is I use the tool of EQ to dig deeper into people so that they can begin to like really start to access like their own magnetic soul vibes. So emotional intelligence is understanding that the emotion is a gift. Like there's no such thing as bad emotions. They're just energy in motion moving through your body. And so it's being aware of the emotion in the moment and then using that information to create a better existence for yourself and for those around you. And then the higher truth is that it's always happening at the perfect time. Like if you're meant to get angry, take a walk, go outside, throw some shit, do whatever you need to do, get angry, and then receive the insight on the other side. And, you know, we see this when we have heavier emotions. Let's say someone passes away or you get into a really bad, um, you know, breakup or a divorce. You start to see yourself over time as you're sort of mourning these timelines and you start to have these insights about how you could have loved better, or maybe, or maybe some people choose never to look at that. Um, that's an option. And so as we grow, though, we want to be looking at those things. And when you start to understand emotions as nothing bad, then you really start to grow. And this is the fastest way to align a team and to align people in your house as well. And I love that because I think... Uh, especially when, if you're like me and you're, you're raising young girls or raising young kids and, and we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, have them do their best to understand their emotions and understand that they're start, they're growing up and they're going to feel a certain way and, and not to make them feel bad about getting upset or getting mad and just having that conversation. And I like that, that thought that there is no bad emotions. That's just, I mean, that makes us human. And I, I think it kind of goes the same way for like nutrition. Like there's technically, there's no really, there's no bad food. The, the food does something to us when we take it in. And if we eat too much of it, that'll, something will happen, but it's, it's calories. And, and there, there's something that while you were speaking, I, I really thought of, and you mentioned high achievers and you mentioned that person on the outside where we see them like that person's got it together. Like I, I, I kind of wish I was, man, I, I, I mean, I give that person their grade. And then you said, maybe they go home and they feel detached from their family or they're going through something at home. But, you know, and I'm going to speak from my own experience again, that high achiever could just be that person who hasn't set boundaries or that person who is just a high functioning person with high function anxiety, like a person who is just trying to make it through the day, people pleasing, so is there a way to type, to kind of take that high achiever and make it be for organic reasons, intrinsic reasons versus external reasons? 
Oh, I love that question. Really beautiful. And, you know, I think the good thing, Mark, is to really note that there's, okay, so there's like sort of three energetic buckets of life. One is the relationship that we have with ourselves and with others. It is our business and our purpose. Everybody has a purpose. Your purpose could be to be a full-time mom. Your purpose could be to be a CEO of a company like myself, you could, and a mom. (laughs) And also um, your purpose could be to get on stage and like, you know, really be seen in this lifetime. And like, there's in all of it's okay. Everything's okay. And then the third bucket is our health and our well-being. So we're always wanting to try to keep the three of them going at different times and like balancing, if you will, at different times and knowing when to like give a little bit and give a little bit more. Like you're never going to show up a hundred percent in every area and you can strive to get to a higher vibrational timeline making, I call them higher vibe choices. So in lieu of like an argument, you, you use conscious communication, which is something that I teach where you take yourself away and like, remember that love is space. It doesn't have to be solved. Like right now, you know, you don't, we always are in such a rush to fix stuff. So when you're asking that question, as far as like inward versus like outward, there's so much about EQ that really taps into presence and being in the moment while still being able to have that visionary look for what you desire. And this is detachment work. So I always refer to like, first and foremost, like we ain't doing anything on this place other than enjoying a nice energetic game. That's all this is. This is a game of energy. You you have an event, you ignore the event and it comes back and you get to see it again. And then you see it again. And if you can't see it, you're going to see it. Like you're going to see it. The creator is going to show you, or you just realize that this is energy. Everything is based in emotions, about 90% of it. Then the 10% is action. And so we have like a ladder that we're constantly walking up. It's like, I call it the ascension ladder. You're ascending higher and higher into your consciousness. And what happens is people get stuck on these stories. So like when I talk about a high achiever, so many, I have so many conversations every day. So many people will hold on to their story to keep them small because it seems and feels like it's a protective mechanism. Most people are more afraid of their power than they are afraid of failure. They're more afraid of being powerful. We don't know that because it's very primal. And so, so we're moving up this ladder of life and we're sort of detaching at the same time. And, and we do cover all this with my method, but it, if you can picture the ladder and then you picture like, let's say someone in your life that's down on a ladder rung that's lower, they might say like, oh no, don't, don't move to California. It's scary out there. Uh, their primal, their primal brain is afraid that it's a saber tooth tiger when the reality is it's just, maybe I might have to go get a job at, you know, um, in an out burger. So like, there's like these ways that our brain convinces us to hold on to these lower rungs. When you're a high achiever, you're typically born with a higher level of emotional resilience. Sometimes that can look like a little bit of avoidance or if you will, narcissism, and that's okay. It's just that in the moment, maybe your, your mission feels a little bit uh, bigger. Men also have a very primal desire to provide. What we're seeing right now is a lot of feminine that are kind of taking on that role as well. And it's not doing the best for our family dynamic. So part of my role is to bring feminine embodiment into the workforce so that women are heart opened and still able to produce at high levels without burning out or omitting um, intimacy in their relationships at home. 
Well, um, and so everybody's listening. We were talking about um, Asha's move. She's going to be moving from, from the East Coast to the West Coast. And, and I'm yeah. going to say something that might trigger some of your, your friends, but uh, In-N-Out Burger, overrated. I apologize. I said what I said. Like, don't come at me. I said what I said. I, no, so um, that is not what this show is about. Sorry. Um so a lot That's of things, so yeah, <laughs> a lot of things to unpack. I'm going to tell my, I'm going to tell my new man, I'm going to tell my new manager how you Please feel. Please tell them, <laughs> let them, let them listen to this show and say, and listen to the rest of it and say, oh, that Mark's, he's kind of a smart guy, but you know, he has his faults. Yeah. But, um, so I, I feel like a lot of that, a lot of that you were just talking, not to me, but about me really, because, you know, as um, as, as a person who has, you know, a higher level of empathy than most people and, you know, always looking, you know, through the other person's lenses, always trying to walk in their shoes, even when that's impossible. There is that, there is that kind of imbalance in my life and people who, who feel like me, there's this imbalance we feel where it's like, if I'm not doing, and this is how I used to feel about it. If I'm not doing for others, then I'm not doing for any, like, I'm not worth anything. Like I am not worth anything. And, and a lot of the work that you do and everybody, I'll, I'll give you the, the link to her website and all the work that she's doing is in, in even on the very top of it, self worth warriors, like even on the very top of it. And, and, you know, a lot of people in this world, and I mean a lot, and you know, this base their worth on how other people see them, how other people relate to them, how other people talk about them. And and I've talked on this show a bunch in the you know in my journey in the last two years at, in prioritizing my own health, my own mental health, my own self-worth. I've I've worked on that and made time for myself. So but I want you to talk to those people who you may get, you may see every day and they may be listening right now and they know, they know, they know, they know. I have to get this report done for work. That's how I'm going to be a good employee. I have to take care of everything around the house. That's how I'm going to be a good parent. I have to make sure everything is clean. Every, I have to, I have to do all this stuff and that, that's going to tell me how much I'm worth. I want you to kind of talk about that mind frame and, and you mentioned it in your website and some other places that, you know, that empath and the narcissists have similarities or maybe the same person kind of talk about that person. And especially, I know they're listening. I know people like me are listening. Yeah. I appreciate these questions. Like such a good, good full question. You know, Mark, in my experience, I was avoidant. So I was the narcissist, if you will, I put that into quotes. I'm not into that word. Um, and, uh, in my first marriage. So I had a lot of avoidance. I remember there were points where I would look at my husband at the time and be like, why do you love me? Like, why do you even like me? And then when I saw myself, when I woke up, I, it turns out all of this is in my book. The empath is a narcissist. I had a man tied to my soul for 18 years. That's how, that's how big these attachments are. So what happens with attachments is you never fully get over, let's say like that first boyfriend or first girlfriend that broke your heart. And then you end up in another relationship and you're still sort of thinking about that person. Well, that person can actually feel it. That's how strong energy is. It's not only affecting you, it's affecting that person. And we end up out of alignment and we repeat the same thing or we become the polar opposite because 
if you had your heart broken, you sure as hell don't want to feel that pain another time. So you close it a little bit, you shield it. So I've been able to play both the codependent and the sort of narcissist avoidant person in this life. So I was able to write this book based off of a lot of heartbreak and I'm still on my, and I'm still here standing for true love and unity. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to look at all of that stuff. And I've been really happy to do that because I'm able to help more people faster. Um, when they even just sit in my energy, they can feel themselves being activated because I really speak very truthfully about, about this. So when you talked about what you just were mentioning, and as far as the external things fulfilling us, the first thing is, is there's no shame in that. It's been warped into feeling like we should feel ashamed to like want success or like want fame. Like I'm all about that. I love getting my soul fueled. My soul gets fueled by teaching and in connecting. And so that's the first thing to note that yes, that is action and achievement is a very fast way to feel confident. If you are, if you have no money in the bank, if you've been drained by a narcissistic type person and they've knocked you out, you have no money, your emotional well-being is done, your physical well-being can be be affected. You know, if you got fired from a job all of a sudden and you've been attached to that job and then you get fired, that is like a blow to the confidence. So if we don't have money in the bank and if we don't feel confident inside, this is all our energy. So what you want to do is get your frequency and your energetic emotional intelligence so high that when you have $4 in the bank, you still feel like a million bucks. And that's the difference. So it's like, yes, I desire fame. And I act famous and it's funny, Mark, because I'll like go to like T-Mobile and stuff and like sign autographs. Like nobody's asking. I'm just like out there like, oh yes, it's Asha T. And like, I don't care if it never happens. Like it doesn't matter if it happens or not. And that detachment piece is the piece where you get to live like in the now and be grateful for what's happening right now and still have that desire. And it's a beautiful art form. It's fun. And I love it all. And, and I love the, the T-Mobile because, um, anybody who plays golf with me and I don't play, I don't play that often, but every time I finish around, I sign a golf ball and give it to somebody <laughs> and I, I, I'm not good. I am not good. I am not, I love let it. me tell you, I'm not good. <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. Like, and when I play with new guys, like they don't know, I don't like my best friend, like he knows I'm going to do it. Like he's waiting for me to it's do happening. it yeah. and the reaction. But, but I was like, when I play with anybody new, like I sign a golf ball and give it to like somebody somewhere. And they're like, who, one guy was like, who, who are you? I'm like, don't, don't worry about that. Just, just keep that. Just take just that. You keep that. You keep I was that. like, all right, <laughs> you keep, you, you're going to want that. No, well, you're so funny want that. I'll tell you, oh my God, Mark, the funniest thing. Cause at the T-Mobile, this girl was like, I feel like I want this. Like, I feel like this is going to happen. And like one of my clients, I work with a lot of teenagers as well. Like, interestingly, I'm just like working with these teenagers, like randomly. And one of them goes, you're just so confident. I feel like it's going to happen. And whether it happens or not is not the point. It's about being so solid in what you're here to do. Like I love power and men are actually very simple men. I work with a lot of men as well. All they want is love and in assurance and that what they're doing is the right thing. And then women are the same. We want to be, we want to be our own unique self. And like, what does that look like? And you know, so many of us have been programmed in our childhood to 
quiet down. Or you can spend 20 years in a marriage where you're told every day to, oh, that's stupid. Or just don't do that. Don't do that. And then you, your, your brain literally starts to create a neural pathway where you begin to believe that story. It's called programming. So then we spend our adult lifehood deprogramming. So my work deprograms fast. We, I don't have time to shame people for their unique soul vibes. I don't care if you want to have orgies or if you want to bow down to God every single day, 19 times a day. That's your choice. And so what we do is we forget that and we program people into what we think is best for them. And so it, it's, it's good. I'm also a coach, right? So I also do see this for my clients and I work, my clients have the best results when they listen, but we choose those contracts that we create and we can say, Hey, this contract's here for my highest self. That person's going to give me advice. And while I'm in this contract, I'm not going to listen to very many other people. And so when we look at the relationship dynamic of husband and wife, the wife might, the husband may be saying something over and over and over again. And then the wife isn't listening. And then she goes out to, with her friend, Katie. And next thing you know, she's like, oh, you'll never guess what Katie said. And the husband says, I've been telling you that for 15 years. And so we're not listening to the other person in our, our contracts that we've created. And so there's a lot here with that. And, and it can really help and save the family dynamic as well as business is just crushed. It's the best. <laughs> It's fun. Yeah, I and I don't in that relationship. I don't know what's worse, and there's probably not degrees of it being bad, but like in those relationships where both parties are just not adapt to to listening correctly, or those those relationships where one person is doing really good active listening and, and taking notes, and the other person just kind of takes that for granted. Like I don't. Now, I don't want you don't have to answer that question, but it's just I was just thinking about that once you were speaking on that, because it's like they're both not ideal, of course, but I don't know if like one one is worse than the other. Well, yeah, I mean, if two people are oblivious to communicating, then maybe that's I don't know. I don't know. Well, I can I can speak quite honestly, and this may ruffle a couple of the feathers up in the crowd. Um I find, okay, so remember how I said there's really only two things in life. It's love and truth. If we're talking, let's just say we're going through the lens of heterosexual couple. The masculine represents truth. The feminine represents love. Well, love is 80% of it. Emotions, that's the emotional piece. It's the emotional intelligence. The woman is majority of emotions. So what I find is when I work with women, 80% of the problems get solved. When a woman is in her body and she feels, and then she speaks about how she feels, a masculine man can analytically think about what she is and solve the problem. Because remember, his primal desire is to provide solutions. What we have right now is women masculinize where they're like, well, I'll just do it. You're never going to get it. Or you do this, you do that. Where a woman, I live my life where I say, oh, it feels good if you do this. It feels, no, it feels good when, when I receive this thing. And then the masculine in my life can think about the solution. And, and it's a really an art form of how we communicate. And I find that when the woman is able to really deepen into that truth, because so many women and men, but I find want that deep love and they don't even know how to access it. And it really starts with how much she loves herself. And then the same for the masculine as well. But I find majority of the time when the feminine is able to, to go there, um, then he can, he can make the changes as well. 
Yeah, and I and you had mentioned um, something earlier, and and I'm sure some people caught up on it. And you said, you know, the the man is simple, and it's it's but it's true. It's literally true. Where it's that, especially, and I'm speaking, and you know, I should preface this. I'm speaking heterosexual relationships, so I don't. I can't not be empathetic to a gay relationship because I am, I don't know that I can try to understand it, but I, I truly can't, I can sympathize. I can't empathize with it. So, um, but take me for instance, and, and I've been turning <laughs> this back on me a lot lately. I don't know why I've been doing that. Um, is that you're absolutely right where things go into my brain. And I tell people all the time, I tell my wife all the time, like, one, I think you give me way too much credit to read between the lines. Like I can't, I literally cannot do that. And if I could, I don't want to spend my time. I'd rather you just tell me. And two, I'm, I'm rigidly practical and pragmatic. Like that is who I am. Like I am my father. And I, I, I try to look at something from a bird's eye view and work through it so everyone can get to a resolution. And I am an emotional person. However, when it comes to like, my relationship, my kids, things I have to get done in my life, my bills, my work, my all that stuff. Like I become ultra pragmatic. I really that, that's my safe space. And sometimes I know I have to back up and be like, oh crap, did I just did I just say that? Was I cold when I said that? Like I didn't mean to, to be cold or anything like that. And I'm sure a lot of men because I want I want to say this, and I'll let you kind of speak on this subject because, in the subject is probably me, and I apologize about that. But no, it's so good. It's good know, to have this example. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and the things you've talked about in regard to love, trust, warmth, all that good stuff, especially from the masculine and feminine perspective. You know, a lot of that stuff we have to really open up and say, we want to break the trauma from previous generations. We want to break the trauma from people telling us we can't do this. Oh, you're not supposed to do this. Oh, no, a man doesn't do this. Oh, a man, a woman, like we have to break those trauma bonds because, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, when you talked about the programming somebody to not talk, uh, not talk or not speak up, I have two daughters. One is the one that goes into her shell when she gets embarrassed, anxious, whatever. She goes into her shell. The other one, I swear to God, I think she said every word in the English language so far, like twice. Like she talks and talks and talks. But I have to be careful because I don't want to tell her not to talk. I don't want to tell her not to express herself. So instead, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, parenting, you just, you try to do better each day. I tell her, make sure when she speaks, she has a purpose. Make sure she's not just talking to talking because she doesn't want people to tune her out when she has something important to say. Right. That's right. So yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was a lot. I mean, that was a lot I just said in like three minutes. So I apologize yeah, no, for going it's, on it's there. Beautiful. No, it's so beautiful that you have such beautiful daughters. And I love how they have their own unique personalities. It reminds me of me and my sister. I'm very, very chatty. And my sister is a little bit more reserved. And when she has drinks, I don't drink alcohol, but when my sister has drinks, she opens up a bit more. Um, you know, I think there's a real beauty in that. You know, there's, there's, there is a grace that comes with being a feminine woman. And there's this playfulness and this naivety that's so powerful in the feminine, especially if that daughter 
happens to be energetically connected. If she's a real empath, she's going to probably be able to channel that into different alter egos and fun ways she can distribute that. Sometimes it may be helpful, Mark, to even get her to find celebrities that she really clicks with and then people that she may find that are quieter that are that she clicks with as well. So I do a lot of that in my work where I look at celebrity. I never throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I look at different celebrities for different things that I love about them. And um, same in my business, different businessmen and women that I love. And so if, if they're a big time feminist, they're not my lady and they may have created a billion dollars. So how did they do that portion of what I enjoy about them? And so it only it also will help her to connect with the different vibrations of different ways that you can show up. This is called archetype work. So there's the queen and there's the muse, which is a bit more boppy and chatty. And then we've got the vixen is a little bit more sexy and fun. And then we have the goddess. And then the men, we have the warrior and the king and the jester and also the, um, the lover. And so all these beautiful different types of archetypes that we can all play with. These are ancient. The one thing that a parent should always be doing is clearing their trauma. Like it is a non-negotiable. Like you can stand on a soapbox all you want and tell your kids to follow your dreams. And if you're not doing that on some cellular level, there's not going to be, you're lying. You're essentially out of integrity in a way. And not to be like, go out and quit your jobs and, and join the circus. And at the same time, there's a higher likelihood that your child is never going to follow their dreams because it's a pattern that repeats year on year on year. So when I first started having anxiety attacks, I've cured my anxiety through all of this work. Um, This was a few years ago. I sounded like my mother when my mother was very angry and I knew that I needed to do something and that what, and I didn't want to go on medication and I was by the grace of God came across my work. I've been able to clear trauma in the brain through my method from, for thousands of people. And we sound like our parents when we're angry, even though all we want to do is not sound like our parents when we're angry or not do the same thing that my dad, our dad did yet. We do the same pattern and it's until you go in and you work through your DNA and you genetically change it. So what's happened in the last few years is trauma stacks. Okay. So it's like wealth. So over the third or fourth generation, you're either going to have millions of dollars or like your shady cousin, Mike spent everything on his drug habit. Same with trauma. So you can either stack trauma till it gets to the point where it's like a pressure cooker and you can't take it anymore, which is sort of what happened in 2020. Everybody just stopped moving and started to have to look at their crap. And um, it's been a slow, momentous ripple effect. And that's why like divorce is up because it's slow momentum. Energy is very real. So it builds up and it builds up. Um, Because of what happened in COVID, the children were really affected because you can't see energy. So people don't understand it. Yet they understand core wounds. They understand rejection. They understand the mother wound. They understand their father wound. They understand trauma. So what happened in 2020 is the whole planet went into fear. And that means that the kids that were sort of five to 20, 15 years old, by the time they're 30, 40, 50, they're going to have a new set of wounding that we don't even know about. And that's why I believe my work is so powerful and needed uh, because, because I'm here to help the kids as they grow older, the younger generation clear, actually really clear their trauma fast. 
Yeah. And if you're if you're like me, I think all you heard there was uh, quit your job and join the circus. That's what yeah. just told everybody. I think I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're definitely <laughs> do, guys. We're having so, a party. Everybody's but, invited. <laughs> yes, everybody. Every, come on, let's go. We're doing this. Let's go. Um, and I don't, I, you know what? There's so so many things there. I had I, f- I forgot the guest I had on a few weeks ago where. And I started noticing a pattern. It's like everybody that's talking about something, like there is a break in their story where it's like, and then during COVID, and then during COVID. And and I'm like, I'm just realizing like that is, that's, that's built into us now. We can't like, that's a part of our history that we have to kind of open up about and, and talk about when we talk about our experiences. And especially, you know, my kids were... I want to say in, in either kindergarten or first grade or whatever it happened. And, and they were champs. Like they, you know, we live in a great neighborhood where everyone did their part and we still had, we were able to have like virtual birthday parties and like that. So it was really cool. But then again, you have to like understand when we're talking to our children, when we're talking to younger people, when we're talking to kids that were in high school at that time, like, that's a totally different upbringing than, than we had. And we can't just like invalidate that part of their childhood. We can't do that. (laughs) And that's, that's so tough. And I, I did, I want to say this because what you said about not just saying the words to our kids, actually living the life because you're a thousand percent correct. I mean, how like it is it's so cliche for us to say, hey, follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Well, I want to be a famous movie star. Well, you know what? You should get that accounting degree because that's something to, to, you know, it's like, but hold on, you just said follow my dreams. Like what? You know, and it's so and that's that's why I want people to understand, like a dream doesn't have to be a job. Like my dream was to be on radio and have my own show. Now I have two of them, you know, it's like, that's, that can, it's something I do on my own time. It's, I have another job, but this is something that my kids see me doing and they ask me, dad, you're going to go record. You're going to, can I record? Like, it's, it's an amazing thing, but I know there's people that you work with that are stuck in that rut of, Hey, these are the cars I was dealt. I have to put food on the table. You know, I got to make money for my family. So I'm going to work this terrible job and I'm going to do, I'm going to sacrifice for my kids but we don't realize, and I didn't realize this, we don't realize that our kids emulate us. Our kids see what we're doing. So if they see mom or dad working 12 hours a day to take care of them, they, they're they like, they're, that's my hero. That's who I, 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 that's what I want to do what they're doing. So we, that, that cycle, we have to find a way to instill in our children that, because you don't, <laughs> I, I hate to say, do as I say and not as I do like that is such a that's a hard thing to say that's a hard phrase but that's such a hard generational trauma event to break because people are just so used to just doing whatever it takes for their family and like we've we it's so interesting because the human race like great great like great insights there because the human race is the creator So if we actually all come together and say over and over again, COVID did this, COVID did this, and COVID, um, um, 
I don't know, whatever, whatever is the divorce rates increasing, the divorce rates increasing, all these things that I've shared, uh, the price of groceries, da, 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 da. we're actually collectively putting those thoughts together and creating that. So when we work in the conscious community or when you get more conscious, you are more aware of what you're saying, what you're doing and who you're being in an embodiment way. So even with what we say to the kids, it's not even just the words. The words will stick, especially if the kid hears the same thing over and over and over and over and over, and over again. It's going to take more time. But the embodied energy is different. A good example of this is the stay-at-home mom. So there's a lot of men that had a stay-at-home mom in the 80s. And, and, and they say, I don't get it. My mom, I don't know why I attracted this narcissistic woman or this woman that's like omitting love and like, keeping up with the Joneses and people pleasing and treating me like crap at home. Why did I attract that? Because even though your mother was in the room and she was stay at home, she may be completely not present. She could have had her own anxiety and her own desires that she never filled. And she could have been in a really bad relationship. And that's what the child feels. So even though she's there, she's not really there. And so presence for the human comes from clearing trauma, being in the moment and anchoring in that energy of like love in, in the moment. Men are really, really good at this. Like women are emotional, crazy people. We love it. It's great. It's adorable. And if when a woman regulates her emotions and she becomes really present and really truthful, the dynamic really begins to start to shift. A masculine man can create that with his partner simply by holding his truth and holding that, that, and she will, she will flare. And then you send her to me. <laughs> um, she'll flare around and um, she may even want to leave the dynamic, which is what happened with me and my, uh, my first husband. He started to get really powerful in his masculinity and I didn't know what to do. And then I wanted to leave. I wanted to get out because I was like, what is this? And so that's what happens to us. So it's a really interesting, interesting point of discussion. It's so freaking awesome how much of it is energy. And, and I love that because it's kind of like a new lease on what this is, as opposed to like, people are always like, your vibe is your tribe and you're clear your trauma, but your vibe is your trauma. Your vibe is the story. The vibe is what you believe to be true based off of whatever happened in your childhood or in your long marriage. And these are, these are all things that, that I've, and again, I've talked about this a lot in the show where I've kind of the, the journey I've been on the last two years in regard to my relationship with energy and energy in, energy out, all that good stuff. And where I, I knew about it, I knew about it earlier in my life. It's just that I wasn't really intentional or wasn't really focusing on it. And I just, I was just one of those people. It's like, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. And, and I wasn't focusing on the energy I was presenting to the world. And I really feel that a lot of people hear that word energy, maybe hear you talk about, it. they may hear this show and, and click, they turned it off. They're done. That's, that's baloney. Like I'm not dealing with that. Um, and I don't know why I just said baloney instead of bullshit. I have no idea why I did that, but, um, I did, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so my dad, I'm so my dad. Um, but, um, but it's like, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like what we put out in the world 
we we usually get back. That's how I feel. And and we don't get it back. It's not it's not dollar for dollar all the time. Like if I'm a nice person to, you know, somebody that needs my help, like the next day somebody's not going to show up with, you know, $10,000 and put it like it's not it's not like that, but it is it's one of those things where like for instance, I'll, I'll give people an example. It's like it, there's a reason why we feel better when we give charity or when we we help someone out like 99 of us feel better when we do this we've lost part of, we've lost something physical we've given money we've given time we've given food we've given clothes you've given all this stuff and then you walk into your house and you're like you know what i feel pretty good i feel pretty good and there's a reason for that but i but i think some people kind of lose I, I think some people, and this is maybe where they come to you, and you may see this all the time, like there's still a stubbornness to get away from who we were. Because let's, let's be honest, let's be honest. You and I have both gotten this far. We have both gotten to this point in our lives. We're here. So in our brains, something must be working. So when you get that person who, 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 they, who you know, they have gone through trauma, they have had heartbreak, they have been fired. They have had things happen in their life and they feel they want to change or they, I'm not going to say change. They want to progress. They want to be better versions of themselves. They're going to learn about energy, all that good stuff. But they get to you and they're like, oh man, this is really hard. I mean, I've made it this far. Like, why can't I just keep doing what I'm doing? Like, how do you work with that person who gets to you and it's kind of like, Asha, I just, I don't, I, this sounds like a lot. I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh my God, what a great question. You cannot work with me and expect to not change. Like it's actually part of my contracts in my own creation. Like I only work with people that are ready to make change. Like don't even come if you're not prepared to kick ass <laughs> in life. Because wherever you are, I'm taking you higher. And um, that's the facts. I have a 100% success rate with my clients that show up and do the work. Um, my, like you know, to really like sort of hone in on like that is so many people do, they get stuck to the story and it's because people need different levels of when they purchase or when they invest in themselves. Right now, a lot of people wait until it's so bad that they move. Whereas with my work, it's before the problem gets too bad and we can turn the ship around quicker. So you see people come in at different levels, right? And that's, I think one of the things that you have to kind of learn to let go of too, Mark, is like people's soul choices. But my my ethos is, is I'm going to cut the time in a, a 20th because I go deep, not because we're running out and taking a shitload of action. It's because I go so deep into your cellular DNA and clear the stories. And then you have to move the emotions. It's part of it. And so... And then people have like clicks and we, 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 like we do these, like, it's amazing. But I use, um, a blend of the 26 areas of EQ, emotional intelligence, deprogramming, and then masculine and feminine energy, where in my practice, I'm devoted to men in the masculine because it makes life so much easier. I don't even have to think everything just kind of happens. And it's the most, it, it doesn't mean I don't have to show up and do work. I'm, consistently working toward my my vision and my business. And it means that I get to be more my creational power. And that's where the feminine really wants to be in her creational power. 
And so, yeah, like, I think that's answered your question. I'm not sure. <laughs> I it, it, it has, but I think what you said at the beginning, like, I think every coach, regardless if it's a life coach, a, 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 an actual sports coach, a, a, a mentor, somebody, like, your job, that contract should be, like, we're going to change. Yeah, we're going to and let's like I, I can I can I can't even imagine like if one of these you know football whether you Cowboys Patriots Falcons Saints whoever if like the coach is like you know what I don't really care if we do that well like I, I don't want to change I, mean, I, don't I make know. You a better player it's just yeah let, let's let's just why let's are just you go. here and, yeah you know no yeah why exactly yeah so I just I, I think that should be the focus of of every co or excuse me let me let me rephrase that that should be the focus of a coach who wants to be successful yes and have successful there's people. there's like there's a, there's a difference there's a huge difference well there's also people like they don't get a burka bag they don't get a pair of shoes when they're done working with me it's an inward game that's going to give you more results a good example of this is in the last two years i have had extraordinary amount of trauma like sexually assaulted twice. I had to move countries. I was in a bad car accident. I, I was my, my, my first husband moved to the mines in Australia, all these crazy things. And I started my business and we created $700,000 in two years while my entire life was burning down. So there's like, there's, and it's because 80% of what I do is based off of my energy. And then I take aligned action and that is, and then my clients all have the same results. They all lose weight, they make more money and they have either better relationships or they have the, the confidence to leave the relationship that they're in. And then I also work with people who have had sort of um, narcissistic or attachments to love that's not available. I work a lot with people and I just like, I, sometimes at the beginning, Mark, before they sign the contract, I say, you have to trust me. You have to trust me. You can't see where I can see you in eight weeks. You can't see where I know you're going to be in six months time, but I'm telling you, trust me. And sometimes they kick and scream or convince themselves like, oh my God, what am I doing? And well, how am I going to make this investment? And you know, it's not even about the amount of money. It's about the fact that they know that their higher self is on the other side and that power is scary. And then we get to the end and they're like, oh my gosh, what the hell just happened? And like, the results speak for themselves. Mostly people just find like more joy, more hotter sex, looking better, living the dream, getting promotions, like good things. You know what? I want all that for everybody. So <laughs> everybody deserves it. I, I, yeah. This, this world will be a no shame in the game. If, if everybody had <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, we're vibing high over here. I, let's do Mark. It. I said, I said, I, I'm like the prince of energy healers. I'm going to have like massive parties and like, they're going to be ridiculously fun. And it's going to be all high vibes. Do what you want. Enjoy yourself. And also love and light. <laughs> no, no judge, no judgment, no shame. We're just here to have a good time and, and, and get that energy, That's positive it. energy out there. So, um, and, and I love the fact that as, as the coach, as the coach, you, you see these things and see the future and not see the future, but you see what this person can, can bring to the table in regard to, cause you, a lot of the work you do is, is with business. I want people to understand like you are an entrepreneur, you have your own business. Like you believe in making as much money as you can, which no, no, no shame in that at all. But from a, a company side and I, and I want to make sure I, I, I ask this question because I think a lot of people want to know, like, who is responsible for someone's 
emotional intelligence for their mind because we have so many companies now and i've been through it myself at, at, a, at a few companies where we have we have emotional intelligence training we're going to do eq training we're gonna we're gonna do this and we're gonna do it for leadership training and whose responsibility is to cre create mold do something with my EQ, like who respond? And I think I know your answer, but I, I, I want to make, I want to ask you. Well, yeah. So again, my, my method is different because we are beyond EQ. So it's emotional intelligence, energy work, and we do trauma awareness for leaders. I'm, uh, I also am a shaman and I do quantum light body. I do all this. I'm a, a magician, like I'm a business magician. And I work in masculine and feminine polarity because interestingly enough, the masculinized woman, the woman who is loves her job and is, is denying love. She actually is slowing that business down. Even though she looks like she's coming to work and she's kicking ass, her heart being blocked is, is stopping money from going into the business and smart men know this Elon Musk, Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein and Napoleon Hill speak of sexual transmutation, which is love and masculine energy. So the masculine, when he is, surrounds himself with muse, um, he's going to make more money. So I, that's why I'm always on LinkedIn going, you have to get feminine embodiment into your work, get feminine embodiment into your work. And it's not about everybody needs to get married and have kids. It's about the woman's heart space and her relationship to the masculine. So, so the, the, the CEO might be like, no way. My assistant loves me. Yeah. She loves you. And she's ignoring her husband at home and that still affects the business. And so I don't know what the question was, but Oh yes, business. Yes, yes, yes. So when we talk about emotional intelligence for business, I'm going to be quite frank. I believe that most of the coaching that goes on in those dynamics is cookie cutter. And it's like kind of a little bit like drinking the Kool-Aid to like check off the boxes. This for me is a new paradigm because the old way doesn't work. If the old way worked, why are so many people walking around anxious and hating life and obese and wearing Crocs for goodness sake and sweatpants and all these things where the reality is it's not working. It has to go deeper and energy work is that. And that's why I'm here is to make energy work. It's not even woo-woo. I don't know why people even think that. They're like, oh yeah, energy is everything. And then on the other hand, they're like, oh no, get away from me with your, your magical stuff. I'm like, dude, it's literally like, literally the crux of the entire thing is energy. So knowing that power and treating your business like an energy, it will make you more money. I wrote a book called Emotional Intelligence Creates Unicorns, The Fastest Way to Make Money in Your Business. And um, my goal is to prove that you can create millions of dollars faster than any other modality. Um, if you look at the SOEP, which is the, um, an, it, it's a place that does statistics out of Germany, the number one link out of 90% of entrepreneurs that made them millionaires, self-made millionaire entrepreneurs is emotional regulation. Once you regulate your emotions, you will create more wealth. You will become magnetic. I think there is a lot to learn here. I think we're just, and I know this is work that's been done for a while. I know you have been, this is, this is something you're really invested in, but I really think we're just scratching the surface right now. I really think there's so many people who are 
who are just kind of in a, a state of just perpetual, what do I do? A perpetual, how do I do? Do I really want to work that? Like, like as my, as my coaches used to say, just, you know, you're going through the motions, like, you know, just going through the motions. And, and I think a lot of people could, could really benefit, you know, working with you and working with people like you. And, and to get to that point, kind of talk about how people can find you online, how people can, can see what you're doing and how people can just, you know, take a look at the programs that you offer. Thank you so much, Mark. Yeah, I'd love to share a link if I can. Is that possible to share a couple links? Sure. Well, yeah, you can, you? you can share them here. Yeah. yeah, sure. And, and, oh, yeah, will, cool. so, and once, oh. she, once she shares them, and you'll share them, and people can pause the show right now and go to the show page, and I'll have all the links there too. So go ahead and, and sh- share them. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. So what I'll do is I'll share the, the links with you for the page. And um, if you just find me on Facebook, it's Asha, A-A-S-H-A, T as in Thomas, so Asha T. And that's one of my bigger bigger places that you can find me. And then I'm also on Instagram at Asha underscore T underscore international. And then I, you can also find me if you're into the business vibes on LinkedIn at Asha T LeCount, L-A capital C-O-U-N-T, like count to 10. And I have so many freebies. Um, I'd love to share my ebook with your audience and maybe something for how emotional intelligence and frequency works. And um, of course, I'll share the link to my book as well. So you can pick the book up if you're interested in this push-pull dynamic. It affects our love life and it affects the money that we're able to hold in our system. That is all based off of our trauma and our, our self-worth. And we won't have time for that today, but it's going to be a good conversation when it, when we when we catch up again, Mark. <laughs> it, it it definitely will. And like I said, we'll, we'll have all those links posted in the show notes. Like yeah. I said, you can pause right now, go take a go take a look at it, or scroll through. I mean, I have my signature course for those that are like want to dip in. It's a ten week program. The investment's one thousand one one one. It's like you know, very small investment and it is 10 weeks with me. Um, and it's for men and women and it's full blown comprehensive. You get some recordings, you get a resource pack, and then you get 10 weeks with me where we do a lot of deeper work, hypnosis and other types of work to get you really, really aligned. Um, and so I'm inviting everybody into that as well. Men and women, please. I'd love to help you in any way. And I think that is, is great. And because, you know, the, you mentioned it before, like every time is the perfect time. Like we try to somehow tell ourselves, well, I'm too busy right now. Well, I have that thing coming up in a couple of weeks. Why just the kids are back in school and I just, you know, it's like, no, every time is the perfect time. I'm telling you right now, like I, I think one thing that, that needs to be said and, and I hope, you know, I didn't come off this way, but there's, there's no shame in, in saying I need help. There's no shame in, in reaching out and saying, you know, I mean, if everyone was an SME about everything, then no one would need anybody's help. But last time I checked, none of us are subject matter experts about everything. But uh, Asha, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for the work you do. Like I said, all of 
her links will be posted. Um, I hope we talk soon, but if we don't talk before your move, um, you know, please take as many lobster rolls as you can to California because they're better than in and out. I said it again. I apologize. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much and you have a great rest of your day. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run podcast. Again, I am your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AM Run to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.